Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, welcome to the sport of the podcast. It's over nine seconds after it starts. Um, I'm John Marthaler. I'm here in the studio with Brandon. Yodas B. His last podcast in the studio before he moves to Dallas. Yodas B. Signing off. <laughs> Clarence is also here in the studio this week. What's up, fuckers? And on the hotline is Stu. Oh, the game's over. Sorry, that was. Sorry, I'm just sorry. Doing it. sorry. Fucking comedian. Just trying it out. <laughs> you have a catchphrase for a reason. We don't deviate from them. Right, I know. Um, uh, hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? There we go. Uh, Mike Rand couldn't be here this week. He's chained to a door in the Beerman building just in case something happens. <laughs> 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 and speaking of which, spare a thought for, those, for all the poor journalists out there who have spent the last three days not sleeping, basically, because oh. eventually somebody's going to have some actual news. And then they've all got a race to confirm it, and it's just an absolute disaster. Amelia yes, Reno is, she's just about swearing at people on Twitter at this point. <laughs> it's just about to crack. Yep. I don't understand why they, can I just all pull together, like, the 12 reporters who something and just say, we're all on two-hour shifts, we've got a Google Doc that we share of all our information, you're on right now, the rest of us are napping, yep. and we just decide, whoever breaks it, no one gives a shit. The you know no, people yeah. absolutely care. Yeah, I think that the Fantastic Twelve. Broke it's a competitive. It. Well, they care. It's a competitive thing. For they care. Guys. So the twelve of them care. But do you care? No one gives a shit. No one's going to remember <laughs> ever again. Never. When isn't it worth no. the sleep for those guys to understand? I think it just feels like a competition at the time. <sighs> all right, fine. I care about it being right, not about who's first. That's all I care about. Yeah. How's that? Okay. When Tubby was coached, do you guys remember who broke that classic story? Nope. No. Nobody gives a shit. No. Any of them. Unless it had been me, in which case I would still be walking <laughs> around with that. You would have changed your middle name to Broke the Tubby News. Yeah, I would John Broke the Tubby News, Martha. I think that's a fair name. Uh, we're going to talk about the Gopher basketball coaching search during the podcast. We're going to talk about the surging wild and the hapless twins. We're also going to get to Brandon ranting about paying NCAA athletes, and Clarence is going to compare the U.S. men's national soccer team and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, so we got to look forward to that. But we're going to start with... Go for basketball. Tubby Smith is out, and for the last three days, near as I can tell from Twitter and from the Star Tribune website and from the ESPN 1500 website, there is no more important question facing our world today than who will be the next Go for Basketball. Well, I think we first off have to um, rejoice that he's gone, right? Yeah, probably. He no. seems like a fine enough gentleman, you know? 
Uh, but he's very, very rich. I don't feel bad for him in nope. the slightest amount. Anyway, nope. um, But I'm just not a big fan of these old coaches. He, he's not going to figure anything out anymore, so it's good to get rid of him. He did okay. Um, there are a few apologists, I think, for the for Tubby. A few, not many, but a few. Not a whole lot. Um, and I think some of the points being made against firing him was uh, he did a lot better than a lot of the other guys, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that is a fantastic point of view if you always want to be mediocre. That's exactly right. Yep. So forget it. I don't think I was very excited to watch them this year at all, even when they played well. They, you know, they had what twenty-one wins, twenty-two wins. Something like that. Maybe yeah. six yeah. of them were fun. <laughs> like fifteen of them were terrible. <laughs> yeah. Just, just not fun whatsoever. Just grind it out, whatever. Um, Correct. So that's good news. Obviously, like you have to wait for the other shoe to drop because if we end up with, you know, Saul Smith, then we're probably not going to be very happy. Well, so where so that you can rank these coaches that are possibilities in your head, mm-hmm. um, and we've in the top two we're kind of gone Shaka and uh, and I'm, and the mayor who's in the second yeah Fred Hoiberg oh Hoiberg mayor. Uh, yeah totally the mayor of Ames Iowa point down the list does the is the break even point where you say man we would have been better off just waiting a year and not spend the money where who is that coach where the, the where's the threshold where's the watershed here well i don't know if i know a whole lot of any of these like rock star assistant coaches mm-hmm. i would be totally fine with it um according to our our friend uh rand he doesn't think it's very likely that it's going to be assistant it's probably more likely to be a head coach okay. um but even if it was like a michigan state head coach mm-hmm. uh you know one assistant. of these great programs or i'm sorry assistant coaches yeah. That's not necessarily bad to me, I guess. Okay. Um, so I that, think that watershed is way down on the list, or it doesn't even exist. It's better that we're just moving on no matter what really happens. To me, I think it's got to be somebody who is still learning and can get better as a coach. My problem would be if we chose a very established old dude who's been okay. Like so the, Flip Saunders is what you're saying. Flip Saunders would be... I don't know, man. I think I could talk He's myself. He's the high in- end of that category, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Anybody that makes me less excited than Flip Saunders, I'll be pretty sad about. Is the, I, I don't know enough about the NBA to know. Uh, has there ever been a, an NBA coach that then was extremely successful at the college level who was only an NBA Larry coach? Brown. Larry Brown. Okay. Larry Brown. So it's happened. that's it, though. Bill Musselman yeah, was reasonably that's... successful at both levels. Well, no, that well, was only was an NBA. John. <laughs> well, a, a, a guy that was only basically an NBA coach and then went down to the. I mm-hmm. mean, the guys worked their way up to NBA and then go back down. But it's who, pretty rare. Yeah, it's got to be pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, I don't know of a whole lot either. I'm not saying it'd be a bad thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I think for me, the Alabama coach, Anthony he's a, Grant, he's a little bit younger, but he hasn't done a whole lot. That's the kind of guy that would maybe scare me a little bit. But you could talk. I could probably honestly, I could talk myself into him in about a week. Could you talk yourself into flipping less than a week? Um, I would be curious to see how he would do. Yeah, there'd be a little bit of that. Like, hmm, who knows? Because I think in some ways flip is the baseline in this search. Yeah. In that I think if they had called him three minutes after they got out of the meeting with Tubby, we would have had a coach later that same day. Yep. Do you think the reason that flip is so wanted out there by the rubes uh is because they think it'll give us a better chance of landing the big three and if he doesn't will they turn on him immediately or yep okay I oh do yeah too. yeah he'll get turned on yeah it won't, he won't even coach a game yet if, if the other three <laughs> go or say no we're going somewhere else then i think he'll already you know have a 
a, a big strike against him. He hadn't even coached the game yet. Yeah, it's possible. I, I also know that we are not the best recruiting minds. I have no idea no. what the what the, the big I would have loved to have known the odds with Tubby staying and with yep. anybody else. Well, My sense is way, I think. they're pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. Like no matter what, especially Tyus. There's no zero, no fucking way Tyus is coming. But that's here, my right? point. If he, uh, if but if he gets two of the three, this town's going apeshit. I mean, he'll be the you know flip. The, yeah, he'll oh, fucking yeah. own this town. Yep. Yeah. Um, I could talk myself into flip only because I know what I was getting with Tubby, and I know it's going to be a hard fought seventeen to twenty one wins, and that's it. Yep. I don't think Tubby or Flip's going to be able to figure it out, and all of a sudden be the next like Bill Self. Okay, but I don't know. Maybe but he has a ceiling we, that we don't know yet. We don't know we yet. Ceiling, we know it's got. It, he's already reached it. And Tubby's, oh, yes, yeah. Excuse me, Tubby's ceiling. Now, we is, it, know. is it confirmed? Is it confirmed that he's going to Texas Tech, or is that just a just report a report? Out there? It's just a report. the internet's saying it. Yeah. So okay. take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Well, um, have fun in Lubbock, dude. <laughs> um. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I don't think anybody actually thought that Shaka's, I mean, we've talked about it here. Nobody really thought that he was coming here. And I think that makes sense to me why he would want to stay in VCU over Minnesota. But Mm -hmm. if he actually had the UCLA offer as well, we should be making fun of him a lot for not wanting to step up into that gig, right? There is no reason to stay at VCU over UCLA. I don't care how fucking, well, even if you didn't care about the city Mm -hmm. and all you wanted to do was think about basketball, Mm -hmm. well... The tradition of UCLA is just, you got to think, when you get into coaching, that means something to you, right? It should, yeah. And yeah. it's not like he's from Virginia. He's not, he didn't go to VCU as far I mean, it's not like yeah. that holds any sentimental value for him. So, As pointed out on our website this week, Chaka Smart is born in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Another spy. And raised. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, so man. if he, I, I'm, just, I'm just curious his reasons for not wanting to take the UCLA gig. I don't know. Has I'm, he given one? I don't know. I haven't really cared enough to look it up. I just wanted to rant a little bit. I was afraid that if I looked it up, then there may be a good counterpoint that I wouldn't be able to talk anymore. Yeah, well, no, I don't have it for you, <laughs> you know, so I, you just keep ranting. You know I love this out of my own voice, so that was you know, pretty counterproductive to that. It's so. a sexy voice. It's pretty pretty solid. So. Oh, Should thank you so much, Claire. <laughs> thank you so much, baby. That is what you're going to sound like after about a month and a half in Dallas. You think? You're going to come into this podcast with a southern accent. Hey, y'all. And we're going to have to tell you guys are doing fine up here. <laughs> we're going to have to get so. some filter to turn it back into a Minnesotan accent like the rest of us. Heard y'all still playing in the Metrodome for another year. It's adorable. It's adorable. <laughs> you're doing my McConaughey now. You realize that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Keep your shirt on. All right. All right, guys. You guys mind if I do a J right here? <laughs> All right, we'll all stop that. (laughs) Um, But no, I think uh, good news to get rid of Tubby. I heard uh, the press conference, the presser for Norwood Teague. Um, I think that was Sid's press conference, as I recall. It was Sid's press conference. Norwood I mean, good for Norwood for not just laughing in that old man's face and respecting his elders, but boy, that was just some unprofessional bullshit right there. Correct. I mean... It's fine. It's funny. It's better than like being so passive that you don't have to actually ask a question. Mm-hmm. But boy, he sounded like just this petulant brat that just. What number were you to get hired? <laughs> I, those post game press conferences, took, for me, they do very little for me. I, they must. It must do something for a lot of people because they show them. They, or, they're still there. Or any type mm-hmm. time there's an event, it's so vanilla. There's just nothing. They get nothing from it. Nothing so, ever. It was unprofessional. Uh, I would have probably p- 
punched his punched him right in the fucking nose. But <laughs> which would have made his head explode and he would have but died. But that's why it was awesome. I guess it was yeah. such yeah. an interesting finally. Exploding. Yeah. People yeah. actually remembered a press conference for a change. That's exactly. you know that's right. That's yeah. what you can. That's a positive thing you can take away from an old man yelling about nothing. <laughs> that's so right. Funny. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. He was like starting to get into get a question and then he just ranted for like forty seconds. <laughs> I mean, this happened and that happened and I don't get it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Sid does have one great advantage as a reporter, which is that he can say anything and go anywhere, yep. and no one will tell him not to. No. Yeah, he's like uh, Uncle Lou from Seinfeld. If you if he was Jerry, <laughs> I didn't know. Jerry, what number were you headlining? <laughs> if he was covering like, the White House, your Yiddish accent. By the way. <laughs> hey, Adam, that's great. I'm trying. I haven't practiced it. So we've got, yeah. we should send Sid to the Washington bureau because he could honestly wander into the Situation Room and nobody would tell him not to be there. Yeah, yeah. he'd be the best White House reporter ever. Oh. Go anywhere. Oh, this is this Benghazi thing. What's the <laughs> deal with that? Uh, Hillary or Saria? You guys have come to Minnesota enough. Listen here, sugar tip. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll see what happens. Cautiously excited about Gopher basketball. All right. Cautiously. We'll wait and see. That's yeah. Very cautiously. Speaking of cautious, possibly not cautious, optimism, let's talk wild here. Is it time to hashtag believe in the Minnesota well, wild? It's past time. I'm going to hashtag it's past get a beer while you figure that out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hashtag get a beer, well, Stu just left, but what are we drinking this week? I have a surly, let's talk about beer. I have a Surly Abrasive. It's a double IPA. It was $5. One can. A beat a turbo dog. Holy moly. One can, yeah. Five bucks? Five bucks. Yeah. it's a lot. They give you a, a little vial of crack, though. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. It's not the best no, crack, no, it's but it's crack. Oh, Those North right. Minneapolis liquor yeah. stores are the ones to go to. <laughs> well, I've got a Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. That one was immortalized among my friends as that crappy fish beer after I've, I brought it somewhere. There's no better I beer. Don't know. It's so tough to beat. You like it. B Fucking likes love it. it. John calls it the Kinda crappy fish it. beer. It I had it uh, last weekend in St. Paul at the Bulldog, Lower Town. Mm-hmm. That's where we drank and uh, liked it. So, Speaking of which, if the Bulldog again. wants to sponsor this podcast, we're yeah, available. They had a good food. had a pot roast. Are we upping our sponsorship or is it still just $1? Our entire sponsorship budget is sitting on the microwave over there. Oh, so. <laughs> no, I had, uh, had the pot roast that provided a good solid base. For just getting absolutely fucking piss hammered in St. Paul, and you did last it last weekend. Yeah, it was, yeah, I uh, saw some tweets. Holy moly! I woke up and saw the tweets and scratched my head about some of them. I apologize yeah. to everybody that's listening. No, there is no, nothing no. better on Twitter when you see when a run Clarence coming like that. <laughs> when Clarence goes drinking, I else. almost cancel my plans <laughs> just so I can watch Twitter because it it's yeah. that good. Fucking hey, I don't even know where I was. Clarence, going with that. his tweets are feigned diarrhea. Good. I, I think so. Well, Sorry, I gotta go in the toilet. I gotta just to catch up. <laughs> I was wondering what that meant. If I own <laughs> if I owned a television network, I would absolutely be buying the rights to Clarence Swamptown going drinking. Like you remember that show on Comedy Central with David Tell when he'd go around all night? Insomniac with David Tell. Yeah, he'd go around all night going to bars and stuff. Clarence should do that. Oh yeah. I think that would be the most popular show on television. So Oh my god. Sorry, Michigan just tied up the game with four seconds left. I'm sorry about that. That's oh, very great, meaningful great. to all of you who are listening sorry, to this podcast. This is this live. is radio. This all is right. live. Um, Clarence, um, any good stories from the night that you remember? You know what? I, oh, by the I, way, I just want to ask first: Are there a lot of people like you out doing what you were doing? Was it like 
everyone's a shit show or was it well most years yes because hit me a word picture is what i'm asking most years north dakota is still in the championship game which means that there's a lot of north dakotans and that's what they do they get drunk so there's a lot of uh, a lot of those people that are just like me doing that same thing this year north dakota lost so there was a lot fewer now i don't sad i drink you know not yep but uh i do i don't blackout drink a lot Mm -hmm. on saturday night a large portion of the night i don't remember so if there were a lot of people doing what i was doing i'd hard to say i really don't remember i don't remember leaving the stadium the arena uh i don't remember leaving the bar um did you throw up no 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 thankfully i didn't do that i felt like a million dollars the next get the the fuck out of here i felt like a fucking million dollars pot roast solid base you got to build a solid base the pot roast. The pot roast. You yeah, had some crack too. Bad. You must have bought the braces. Some H, too. Um, it's hard to say. Fuck. I don't know. It's, yeah, you never know. I know. Apparently, we hopped on the Allery's shuttle out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Allery's, closed her down. Saw some people I knew from Crookston, uh, that I don't remember that part either. <laughs> um, yeah. Good night. So really, no stories because I don't remember a large majority of them. All right. Fine. We'll day. check the paper. See if there was anything in the paper. Yeah. Check totally. the blotter. I had my yep. wallet. I had my phone. Um, That's the first thing things you think about. I was just in Vegas. And you and didn't like, have a hangover? Phone. Fuck it, yeah. I don't care about anything else. No, I didn't. I really didn't. Uh, I don't believe this story. Actually, I'm jealous of this story. Well, because this kind of thing never happens. You to know, me. I I had hung. I was. I had a hangover, but on the grand scale of things, it was not relative to the drunk that I got. I should, you know, the drunk was like a nine, and the hangover is like a three. So I don't even. I don't even count it. It's amazing. No. Sorry I hijacked your wild talk. I just I don't want to get into it. I don't know anything about this. Are we honestly believing, Clarence? Yeah. Why not? Why shouldn't you? Because every time we believe in something, someone gets hurt or something terrible happens. Are you saying to the wild or to Minnesota in I'm general? saying to everything in general. don't fucking let the Vikings pissing one down the leg make you hate the wild more. You know? Why not? Let's... Because they're not related. All of my past experience with several notable exceptions. <laughs> Sorry, we had a visitor come in the booth. Yep. The, the, the girl the computer lo- belongs to was saying hi. Uh, so. Stu's daughter says Bye, hi. My daughter says hi. Yes. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Our first fan. She doesn't want us to. to allow it. She Stu, doesn't want Stu, us to will she sponsor it? Her. See if she can sponsor. Oh, she probably can. One dollar. Get the $1. piggy bank. Okay. Celia Newman for one dollar. Okay, there we go. Awesome. All right, we may have to edit all of this. She doesn't out. want us to talk about. You don't have either. to edit yeah. that out. That's fine. Continue. I My, believe before the season started, I, I, I did. You and Barry Melrose. Barry uh, Melrose picked the Wild to win the Stanley Cup. If you're going to spend that much money on those free agents, you better have high expectations. That's where I was at. Well, th- there's one thing to have high expectations, but another thing. To just assume everything's going to go wrong, uh, which this, is usually my default position. I believe in Chuck Fletcher, uh, so I, I, there's a lot of GMs or coaches in this town that I don't believe in. Yo, I'm not quite there yet with, but uh, you I have to the, give Yo credit. He juggled the lines till he found something right, and <laughs> now exactly they're clicking right. everywhere. And I wonder about the not that I don't want to give Yo credit, but their assistant coachings or coaches are, are pretty solid too. I think uh, he, he's he's pretty blessed to have that. Um, no, I, I had high high hopes, and they're meeting those high hopes. That's the odd part is so there there are years that I have high hopes for teams for the Vikings or the Twins, and typically they don't meet them. Right now the Wild are, are meeting them and exceeding them. Well, you you look at the game that they played on Wednesday this week. They had won six in a row all by two goals. Mm-hmm. I was getting excited. Mm-hmm. They got up by two on Phoenix. 
They immediately blew that lead you and gave one more it. back. You thought that and was And I thought that was point. the end of the run. I thought that was the end of the run. <laughs> That's funny. And Ryan Suter scores with the goalie mm-hmm. pulls. The yeah. spy? Yeah. Ryan Suter, I think, is officially uh, – Clarence yeah. and I will talk, but I think he's yeah. officially off the list. You, you're not off, off the list. list. No. No, because he's not off the list until they win the Stanley Cup. I, I, I said that uh, on the Twitter. If, it's game fucking seven. He's gonna like pretend to hit a rut or something. <laughs> it's gonna fucking until then. Until the you know he's hoisting the cup over his head. He's but he's doing an excellent job as a double agent. Yeah. This is the part of the movie where you know the undercover cop shoots another cop or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. get himself in <laughs> with the, the you know the yeah. gangsters. They've, yeah, they've they're like, well, they, he must be for real. Rough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. your expectations at the start of the season, let's say just in terms of uh, playoff seeding, what were they? Like a four seed, a one seed? I have no idea. Uh, I, in NHL, I, for me, it's just getting into the play. They were a playoff team. You just wanted them. to get in the playoffs. Well, for the while, okay. they haven't been in playoffs for years. So I just thought this is a playoff team. And then in the NHL, if you just get to the playoffs, that's... I was hoping like for somewhere in the neighborhood of six or seven. So somewhere was, where they wouldn't be, you know, they have to win their last three games to make it in as the eight. So sim- similar to a Timberwolves expectations, right? Exactly. Eight, and now they're about playing at that level, or are they even better? They're even better. Now I think winning the division and getting the third seed or something like right that. Right now they're one of the top five teams in the league. Man, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I was I excited, to... and I went into the standings, and I thought, oh, the Wild must have the best run of everybody. Well, it turns out Pittsburgh's oh, won 19 Pittsburgh. in a row or whatever. <laughs> so they and have... they traded for every player in the league that was on the trading block. Whenever yesterday. you talk about the Wild, you oh, always have Jesus. to talk about it in that frame, that they're not the, the best team in the league. It's hard because we want to you know, do this hyperbole, but no, you got to always remember Pittsburgh exists. And... But are they one of the elite teams right now? you got Chicago and you got Pittsburgh, which right now is everybody's pick for the Stanley Cup Finals. I think they're one of the top five. But they're in there. Yeah. yeah. Wow, we are really setting ourselves up for a oh, miserable yeah. spring. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder how it's going to happen. I mean, is it going to be like... Who's going to get hurt? Is it going to be Parisi? Is it, it's got to be Suter, doesn't no, it? No, this is Minnesota, so it's going to be something fucking insane. Like, Parisi is going to be get hit by a bus or something like what the fuck where did you know sure Suter is going to no, slide into Baxter yeah. and they're both going to rip up their knees <laughs> it could be something like that yeah that actually is probably going to happen yeah. now that I've said that out loud yeah that is going to be what happens all right so we are believing believe but I'm leaving room to be disappointed how much Always. Yeah. the season's like got to be almost over right uh, there are 17 games to go I yeah, think 16 yeah. 17 okay, so again very similar to the NBA yep yep okay Right. We're 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 about into a normal NHL schedule at this point. I don't know what that means. It means <laughs> I've lost a will to be on this podcast. Yeah. Go to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> the Wilds are playing Dallas tonight. Your new team. My my star. You and Norm them? Green. My if new team is them, my I'll, old team. I'll drive down there and bonk you on the head. No shit. Yeah. No, we don't like them. Are you going to adopt any local teams? No. I'm still fascinated by this whole Dallas thing, by the way. Uh, the sports thing is what fucks me up a little bit. You know? Um, I'm buying the MLB package so I can watch my twins. I know we talked about maybe um, illegally using a sling box on my yep. parents. If we I'm not going to um, And then once it gets down to NBA time, I'll buy that package and twins then and wolves. That. Vikings. I'm not sure what I'll do about the Vikings. Well, you can just get the Red Zone Network or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's something like that. Which is way better than watching actual football anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I have a hard time with football in general. It's like two parts of my brain just fighting each other. There's one like, these guys are dying. It's terrible. And one's like, yeah, I know, but fucking hits, man. Yep. It's, you know? That's the whole thing with football is that you know it's bad for you and for them, but it's so fun to watch. You just kind of make your peace with how bad you are as a person. 
Well, yeah, and there's so much of. I mean, I rented it about a million times, but there's so much of it that's just like crazy luck, right? Like mm-hmm. a tipped pass. Oh, yeah. One guy intercepts and the other guy doesn't, and one guy's a hero and one guy's a goat, and you know it's insane and luck and whatever. And so it's just I don't know. But I always say it's I love the sport, I hate the fans, and so I yep. usually feel about the NFL. So we'll see what happens with that. But no, I'm gonna be watching the Twins. Um, as much as possible in Dallas, like hopefully every night. It's comforting to me, even if they're going to be terrible. It's true. It's a little it slice of home yeah. Yeah. watching them lose. Yep. Speaking of, it's time for the Target Field Bleacher Suicide Watch, which we're all near the edge. Still on it. Yes. Still on Suicide Watch. Here's the question for this week. What do you guys have for an over-under on Twins wins? I saw one Vegas, I think, opened with them at 98 losses. And I think it might be down to 94, or there well, was a different one that had them in 94. I'm not great at math right now after that surly abrasive. Um, my grandpa <laughs> called me when I was in Vegas last week and asked me to put the over, and I got it at 67 and a half wins. 67 and a half. Yeah. That'd be 95 well, losses. And he's, been, he's been down in Fort Myers, and this is what's scary, for, I mean, for a better. He's been scouting them, and he thinks that that's <laughs> very valid. <laughs> Uh, Grandpa, if you're listening, I'm very sorry. I don't know if that's valid, but he, was you know, a big these guys are guy? fighting. They're coming. My language, Grandpa. He, <laughs> he said they're coming back in these late innings. You know, and, and he's just <laughs> mentioning guys who like number 94 hit a single in the ninth. Mm-hmm. These guys really got a lot of resolve. Mm-hmm. I want the over. He, oh. Your like, Grandpa never left Korea, did he, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's not a great sign if he's talking himself into number 97 and number 64 <laughs> as being, uh, you know. John Gonclaves, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I got him at 67 and a half. Um, if you were putting your own money down, would you have taken the over or the under? I would have um, taken the over because it's so low. I think they. It's not that low. It's not that low, but I'm just saying, like, which is sad that we're saying that about the Twins that 94 and a half losses. Yeah, I'm just saying That's if you have bad. a professional team, even if it's a shitty one, not tanking a professional team, there there's enough chance in in the sport of baseball to have the breaks go your way that it might happen. That said, the Houston Astros are going to lose 131 games this year. They don't have a professional team. That's true. Yeah, they have very few people somebody, who would even make the Yankees roster. Somebody put the up Yankees, the opening day payrolls. Houston's at $24 million. Shut the fuck up. 24 yep. yeah, Joe Maurer is Joe almost Mauer. getting paid 20, yeah. as That's, much as the entire Astros roster. A-Rod is making more than the entire Astros roster. Marth, correct me if I'm wrong, but some of that $24 million is money they owe Wandy Rodriguez, too, isn't it? That may well. Well, I don't know, I don't know how they were counting those $24 million, so I can't okay. say definitively, but I'd like to believe that. Because, yeah, that's that's just bad. Yeah, I mean, this if they have enough bad. young players um, to make a fun team that people are going to come out to watch, go for it. My sense is they don't, and they're going to lose a shitload of money on ticket sales. Nobody sales is going to go out to watch the Houston sales. Astros. Why would you go watch the Houston Astros? It would have to be that. Why, would, why would Houston? Just why would you Houston? That's really all <laughs> I have. Why would Houston, Houston's the, the worst. end. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but I was listening to, or I read a uh, an article, I think Posnanski wrote it, about... Um, uh, the Cubs GM, uh, Theo Epstein, mm-hmm. Epstein, whatever. I almost said Andy McPhail there. Andy McPhail. <laughs> That's been Theo a few Epstein. Years. And he was just talking about if you are running a perfect baseball organization, you never have to sign a free agent. And I thought that was like mm-hmm. a point that I hadn't really thought about ever. He's mm-hmm. like, what if you just didn't ever have to do that? I think that's sort of the dream of the stat head baseball guy. Like, so the we Tampa scout Bay Rays so well. Tampa Bay Rays very, you know, are running the perfect baseball organization. Yeah, a very great, like, 
once you get into like their fifth year, you trade them for a bunch of prospects and you keep doing, you keep doing, you keep doing it. Once you get somebody decent into their fifth year, you fleece the Kansas City Royals, (laughs) who are for the 17th time taking their one shot at being good. That's it. Which will fail and they'll end up being terrible again for 10 years. Winning culture. They're starting Jeff Rancourt again this year. Gotcha. While taking their shot, Jeff Franker is going to be a regular part of their lineup. Yeah, Frenchies in your. They did put Bruce Chen in the bullpen, John. So there is that. <laughs> oh my goodness, Luke Hoshaver. Um, He's also Hoshaver. I would have Hoshaver. I would have taken a few dollars. You asked me if I had to bet. I would have taken a few dollars on the over just for that reason. Some sh- crazy shit might happen. A lot of shit went wrong when they won sixty three and sixty four games. Obviously, five games is a lot to make up, but. I don't know. You get healthy. Some of the young guys might come through. I don't know. But I think that line is right on. I see them as a 67-win team. I have been thinking about it, and I would take the under for sure. Yeah? Because you look at the starting rotation. We know it's going to be terrible. Don't look at the starting rotation. Don't look at it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Look away. We actually have a quote Here's here. Here's the thing. You look at the sun during the eclipse. That's basically what you're telling me. Exactly. Yeah. Stop it. It's harmful. The starting rotation it's very possible that it is equally bad or worse than last year. That's amazing. Um, you, you look at the lineup, there are still going to be three or four guys playing every day who can't hit. They were an average we offensive team we last year. That. Brian Dozier can't hit. Pedro Florman can't hit. Aaron Hicks. Now, I'm excited about Aaron Hicks. We've been over this before. But if Aaron Hicks You're hits... You're at like 630. The yeah. rest of us are at 12. <laughs> yep. We know this. If Aaron Hicks hits 260 this year, it's going to be an incredibly successful year for Aaron Hicks. Mm-hmm. For a guy that young who skipped AAA, yep. who's never played in the majors 230 before. 230 is more reasonable. That's so the, they're yep. putting Hicks and Dozier at the top of the lineup. There's never going to be anybody on base yep. for the guys in the lineup that can't have. Justin Morneau, we don't know what he's going to do. Yep. He could have a great year. He if could have he an average year. a great year. year, he will be gone. And if Willingham yeah. has another great year, he may be gone, too. Yeah. Ryan yeah. Domit, we're not sure what we're going to get out of him. Chris Parmalee, we're still not sure what we're going to get out of him. He keeps killing AAA, but mm-hmm. in the majors, he's still young, too. Yep. Trevor Plouffe, you have no idea what you're going to get out of him. At any given day, you could, have, you could have six guys who are hitting 230 or worse yep. in that lineup. Or injured. A lot of injury risks. Yeah. Combined with that starting pitching, yep. 100 losses. If, if they had said it at 98, I still would have thought about taking me under yeah but when they if get gambling out back they're gonna be good <laughs> um sorry no i'm with you um i'm not looking for i told you podcast number one expectations are the key to life set yourself up for a historically bad twin season but you can't <laughs> what was the worst they got in the 90s what was the most games they lost ever in the 90s that would require they lost every game in 1999 that is still a record is that when old coom dog was the all-star <laughs> i think coom dog was the all-star and butch husky played in the outfield so. <laughs> remember when it was a big deal about whether pat Mears, whether they were going to sign pat Mears long term oh. There was, a, to there lock was up agitation the, about that. Yes, and then he went to Pittsburgh, and yeah. there was actually people who were mad about losing Pat Mears, shit. who, as I recall, never once got a hit as a twin. Nope. No. Owen five hundred. He but, could turn a double play really well, but that was that was about it. There's a lot to talk about in the nineties. We could talk about the year that they exhumed Otis Nixon's corpse and started him in <laughs> oh center field. Yeah. We could talk about the time Marty Cordova injured himself with a tanning bed. Yep. Otis Nixon was like thirty-two when we signed him. And he looked like he was 117 mm-hmm. years old. No, he was like 47 when we signed him, wasn't he? Dude, you could not look any older as a human being than Otis no. Nixon. O- Otis lived a little he looked like hard a raisin. He was in the majors, I think. 
I think that's the polite way to put it, is that he lived hard in the majors. Rode hard and put away wet? Uh, or powdery, if you get what my general... Powdery wet? Well, Otis yeah. Nixon and Sam Cassell, that's your one and two. One oh, A God. Yeah. and yep. one B for ugliest athletes in Minnesota uh, sports history. Right? Yeah. Or is there, any, is there somebody I'm missing? Top of my head, I mean, that's your go-to. Right? I don't yeah. know who else you could even have on that list. Sam Cassell is the ugliest human being that ever lived. See, Otis Nixon was... Awfully good point guard. Mm-hmm. Otis but Nixon man, was ugly because he just was so wrinkly, and he sort yeah. of did it to himself where yep. I laughed at him. Sam Cassell is so ugly, I felt too bad to even make fun of him. That's a good point. He's so ugly, I went, oh, oh, damn it. Yeah. Oh, That's man. sad. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Poor, you poor multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your head pointy? You I don't understand. Fucking... Your head comes to a point back here. Bitch as hell. Yeah, that's when you know you've gone insane. Is he coaching somewhere? He should be coaching somewhere by now. No, I, think I bet he he'd be an excellent basketball coach. I think Hunt is. him down. <laughs> Hunt him down. We've got the st- new rumors. Stu's IMing <laughs> while <Sorry>. we're talking. <laughs> Stu, get off AOL Instant Messenger in 1997. <laughs> she um, says she's 17, but I think she's lying. <laughs> All right, Dennis Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Do you yeah. want my over-under, John Martha? I do want your over-under. Okay, two years ago I thought they would be a wild-card team, and they stunk. Last year I thought they'd get to 500, and they stunk. This year I'm going to go with 59 wins. 59. <laughs> smart. So, That's a smart man. So either they're going to be um, they're going to be as terrible as everyone thinks they, is or, or thinks they are, or they'll surprise and maybe get to 70, 75 wins. You're either right or you're happy. Is that what you're saying? One of the, correct. I've decided to go that route. But yeah, 59, 59 wins and Garden Hire is fired at the end of the year. 59 and 103? 59 and yep. 103. With and hopefully, they, with the, cross our fingers record, for a couple of rainouts in there. That's the record. <laughs> okay. 59 and 101. Yeah. With maybe the commissioner Whatever. stepping in to cancel a couple of <laughs> late season games between the Astros and the Twins. Please. For the good of humanity in the Mercy game of baseball. Rule. Clarence, what do you got? 60 wins. 60? I'm going to say, I would, I'd take the under. 60 wins and Garden Hire retires at the end of the season. You just Retired. price is right at me, goddammit. Yep, sorry. Yep. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, uh, I'm, I'm right with you, John. The, the offense, I think, has a lot of question marks, but ha- that's where the, the chance for uh, improvement lies is in the, Correct. In the offense. Um, Wilkin yeah. Ramirez, the bench bat that has never done anything any level in the minor league. I have never heard of Wilkin Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, we know there's a, Alex Burnett. Yeah. That's why Alex Burnett is gone. Is because we had to open up a roster spot, so we had to put Burnett on waivers. Oh, and Ramirez is gone. I will outfielder. remember you. <laughs> I think he played for, what, Atlanta's will you? Nobody knows. last year. Yeah, Nobody cares. He'll be gone by May 15th. <laughs> the, the, I guess the thought is the, the starting pitching got better somehow because it keeps getting compared to the end of the season last year. And you can't, you got to compare it to the beginning of, season, of the season because yeah. we're at the beginning of the season and injuries happen. People arms get hurt or, or uh, you know things happen yeah and you know last year at this time it was Pavano Baker Liriano what Blackburn and Marquis Marquis fucking disintegrated holy mm-hmm. shit that was insane to watch yep Baker got hurt Liriano was what, enigmatic yeah everybody uses that word that's so his to, defining yeah, characteristic Pavano got hurt and Blackburn shit the bed too yeah that's not going to happen this year to anybody on the starting rotation. The, the problem is, so the people they relied on at the end of the year are now in the starting rotation now. They're bad. Like Liam Hendricks and Cole DeVries who got hurt now. Like, fuck, it's already started. He didn't even pitch and he got hurt. So Somehow he managed to hurt himself without pitching. 
Yeah. That's where the starting That's rotation the, is at right now. Everybody's reserved themselves to say, fuck, we, it can't be as bad as last year. Fuck, yeah, it can. It can absolutely be as bad. It easily can be as bad as last year. You and make a good point. People who are saying it can't be as bad as last year, as you're saying, are assuming there aren't going to be any injuries. That's, right? And they happen, yeah. And they do. They're already, especially when you're relying on signing free agents that already have arm issues. Instead of instead of having the straw man here, let's put a name to this quote. We got a quote from Phil Mackey of AM fifteen hundred. Oh, I I have a bone to pick. The notion that this year's staff could be worse than last year's is truthfully ridiculous. And the timestamp on it, twelve forty PM, March twenty sixth, twenty thirteen. Truthfully? Did he ever throw that in there? Ridiculous. Truthfully, it makes me think that he thought about that before saying well, it. He if he hadn't, then I would just I assume he was just the, saying it. At, you know, the thing about Mackey, it's good. He did his homework. I mean, he did the numbers, ran the FIP, and you love that stuff. Just jerk off to FIP. Oh, fucking FIP. He that's, did that. He did the fucking. True. He that's did exactly the ground. Clarence is only saying that because he heard me before I came into the house today. He caught tugging me in the corner it? of yeah. your driveway. You're fucking tugging it back. Fip, in <laughs> fucking FIP. <laughs> yep. Do it to uh, me, FIP. Bill James. He just had it open and it was all sticky. <laughs> as all pages were stuck together. Um, <laughs> No, he did the homework. He was looking at the numbers. That's good. That's what I like. But then his conclusion, and I get it, whereas his conclusion was that last year they're at, their ERA was 5-4 or something, just historically bad. And you see, there's, it's almost statistically impossible to be that bad again. Yeah. Well, so? They didn't make any imp- The reason why it's statistically impossible is because mo- normally they'll correct it. Normally, there's a reason other than incompetence for yeah. a 5.4 ERA, and they didn't. They got Correa and Pelfrey. Either everybody got hurt, Worley. or you play in Coors Field. The savior is like a decent four starter. Worley has arm National issues League. today. They re- they're relying on guys that already have arm issues. And so um, it's not ridiculous, Phil Mackey. That's a bunch of bullshit. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> That's that was my point. Is it's not ridiculous. You may disagree with it. It's but very it's not, possible. It's yeah. absolutely possible. It's not ridiculous. We've just though. laid out how it could happen That's quite right. easily. Yeah. Well, now that we're firing shots at Phil Mackey, um, I also saw his numbers, his projections, or whatever you want to call it. Um, which you have to give him some respect, don't you? As someone who loves math, for going through and doing that's his own projections. That's my point. Is he, he showed his work. That's great. I love it. But it doesn't mean you can't He showed his work it. and then immediately backtracked on it, though, and said, you know, I'm not saying that this will happen. I'm saying well. these are um, numbers that could happen, and if they do, we'll win 80 games. That was his point, right? And people were like, uh, I don't see that. Nobody else thinks that they're going to win 80 games. He goes, no, 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 no. I'm just saying they could. Well, it could potentially, could. if you look at the numbers, I mean, they're not that crazy, right? And it's yeah. like, yeah, of course, if they all play to their exact amount of their potential, but that mm-hmm. shit doesn't happen very often, right? Yep. So you're saying, I think what his point is, their ceiling is 80 games, maybe? I don't know. I, I think he was saying that his most like looking at the numbers, his most like No injuries accounted for in there none. whatsoever. No. Which you can't really account for injuries. No, you can't. No, but that's why nobody box, else but. worth anything is projecting anything over like sixty-nine wins. Maybe they just have maybe f- seventy. And he's they, got ten more. That's a shitload more wins, man. They have a very thin bench, so if any injuries at all happen, this thing's just falling off a cliff. And injuries in baseball happen. It's a hundred and sixty-two game season, so it's it's likely they have a thin bench. They're they're a very ground ball. As he pointed out in the article, it's good. Like I said, he did his homework. The ground ball heavy uh, pitching staff. Ploof plays like you know, fucking Roger Dorn over there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he uh, is Roger Dorn defined, isn't he? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Florimone, you know, oh, the RZR. You're tugging it to R- his RZR and his UZR. Florimone. That was last UZR. time I was here, but yeah. yes, I have tugged uh, to that. But then you watch him and he makes all these casual errors. I'm pretty sure Pedro Florimone is going to be out of the lineup. 
by June first. He's going to drive Guardians, and we're going to have Eduardo Escobar in there, who's if possible even a worse hitter. I couldn't tell you the difference between the two. Well, Florimon will make you know be some routine ground ball, and he'll just boot it. And I think Pelfrey's just going to fucking hammer toss him up into the up into the Legends Club. That's what I was always waiting for with Carl Pavano when Trevor Plouffe was at short. I really thought one day he was just going to snap and clobber him with a bat. Nishioka, I thought seriously that Pavano was just going to fucking just. Oh, I just punch him right in the fucking face. Yeah, but uh, and then Dozier, they moved him to a new position. So you got Morneau, who is a good uh, fielding first baseman. Yeah, that's your best fielder out there. Yes, is Morneau. Now Florimone may end up, you know, showing the numbers that they and backing him up, and yeah, he may end up being really good. But he hits one ninety, and then there's that. Um, and then the other two positions are not good at defense. So there you are on a ground ball heavy staff. Man, I don't know. Maybe Dozier will prove me wrong, too, and second base will be his natural position, and he'll just do awesome. I don't know. That's the one thing about the Twins minor league system, the vaunted minor league system. You look at the Jesse on Twinkietown. Jesse Lund on Twinkietown.com posted the opening day lineups, or the opening day rosters for 2010, 2011, 2012, and now 2013. And I think, I can't remember this exactly, but I think at second base, shortstop, and third base, there was a different starter every year at those positions. So you look That's at the not man. optimal, John. <laughs> and you look at what they got in the minor leagues, and they got nobody at AAA. No. The, the, those positions are not getting better. Right. We're just hoping beyond hope that Trevor Plouffe can be a decent enough third baseman and maybe hit better than 240. Yeah. And that some miraculous miracle on 34th Street thing is going to happen with Brian Dozier and Pedro Florimond to suddenly make them Major League Baseball players. Right. That's... Hope isn't a plan here. <laughs> That's all we've got is hope. Or Jamie Carroll dragging his 47-year-old corpse out and having a great season in one of those positions. Guy's had a lot of work. He does look younger than that. He yeah. does look like he's he, a Lego guy. He he's got be, a perfectly square head. He might be. He's in the top five of the ugly yeah. list, I think. He's I trying so hard to take away the nice guy, but fuck. I, I, his I head kind of looks like it's on backwards somehow. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when you got the Lego guy and you turn his head all the way around so his face is and facing his wife's backwards. And probably just a smoke show, too, so what the fuck should I say? I should just keep my mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. You know, we never do any research on anything on that podcast, but I think maybe we should research that. We could Google as well. How yeah, hot is Jamie Carroll's wife? And somehow it'll end up at Aaron Gleeman's website somehow. <laughs> Before we leave, I want to say one more time that we, we talked about it last time. Uh, Rubes complaining about the payroll being down this year which they are the seventh lowest in baseball i wanted to tell you that i am with you still keep complaining about the payroll that is your job as a rube you need to complain about the payroll rube's jobs is not to say yeah the numbers make sense if you don't this or that play for next year whatever no you're a rube stay a rube keep bitching about that payroll until they placate you by just signing somebody better than kevin correa just to shut you up, to pass you. the big you. signing when it comes to payroll. How much did they send Korea for? Two years, $10 million. So $5 million. How about Pelfrey? Uh, one year, four, I think. Okay, so there's... With some bonuses nine. here okay. and there. With some bonuses if my, his arm doesn't fall My off. overall point, how much did they spend on free agents this offseason? Like maybe $12 million, maybe with Harden and those guys that were like $1 million deals. I'm not yeah. sure Rich yeah, Harden count for any. We haven't heard much about Rich Harden lately. It might be about we? $12 million that they spent, and they're at, what, well, 81 74 or something million. like that? Yeah. 81. Okay, and and they, their high point two years ago was like one, 113? Something like so that. Let's back to that 113. So minus that nine, you start with that $12 million that they spent this year, and they're at 84. Then add on, how do you get to... 
What's one thirteen? That's another. <laughs> that's thirty. Twenty. Twenty nine. Yeah, right now we're demonstrating the math. Sixteen plus thirteen is twenty. We got Brandon sitting here who's talking about PER and FIP and yeah, stuff, and we've more. got Clarence <laughs> who's having trouble subtracting eighty four from one hundred and thirteen. Fucking Rosemont High School. Fucking sorry, Brandon. Can I use your fingers to count? <laughs> sorry, uh, Mr. Sherwin. Uh, thir- so let's, thirty-five million. If they would have spent thirty-five million in free, on free agents this year, could have they been a contender? Nobody thinks they're a contender now. No, nope. they're probably going to finish fifth. Everybody's picking them to finish fifth. If they'd have spent thirty-five million in free agents to get a middle infielder and a couple starting pitchers, would they be contenders right now? Maybe, maybe. maybe. I don't that's think that's an unreasonable. No, the problem is you have to split be. up split up that thirty-five million among about six positions, and you're still punting on a couple of them. And they're not going to be one-year deals. You're going to have to spend, that's, you know, I get X amount. Yeah. Yep. Into the future, all of it is better than watching Kevin Correa pitch. Yep. <laughs> we are we are fans. Yep. We need to yell at the team until they sign better players. That's our job. So I'm with you, Rubes. Solidarity, yep. bros. Yep. Solid um, solidarity, babies. You know, I, you know, I can't be around for you coming up. You know, I'm gonna be down, getting my job on. Please stop. But you, <laughs> but you know I'm going to be there with you in spirit, sitting next to you in those Target Field seats, baby. Oh, I'm pregnant. Okay, I just got, <laughs> can I just felt it? Just uh, yeah. Clarence, you know I can't be around to raise your baby. <laughs> I'm going to love it anyway. you got to do this on your own. Uh, don't call right. me. Speaking of Rosemont. I don't want to talk about our next topic, but we're going to anyway, which is NCAA hockey. Um. <laughs> Stu is laughing. Clarence is taking off his headphones. I don't want to talk about it either. We need to talk about it because there are a few people, let's say a minimum of three to four, that have probably stuck around for the first 45 minutes thinking, wait a minute, these guys love hockey. That just happened. I need somebody to commiserate with, to understand, to think about whatever. You got to, you know, you got to, I don't, those people are here listening. I don't know if I have anything to offer them. Except that my team lost, and I'm not feeling too good about that. Can you put this into comparison for, let's say, the Vikings are the most popular? What is this compared to for a Vikings season? Were they uh they got a buy? They were thirteen and three. They lost the first game. This but if is also not the Vikings got all of the good players in their team that they played against. Shut up, Stu. Shut up. You, don't get to talk. you shut up. Is this closer to like let's use Duke maybe for basketball? All right. Stu asked me. I've heard that comparison before. Stu, I like that Stu one. just texted me and asked me to say that. Who did Duke lose to last year? <laughs> Didn't they lose to Duke summer? lost to like Lehigh or some bullshit. This is not Duke losing to Lehigh. Because this Yale's is more okay. like Duke losing to VCU a couple years ago when Duke was a six seed and VCU was an eleven two, seed. Two losing to a fifteen. That's that's what your point of view is. Not yeah. It's well, it was. That's, that's not a point of view. That's a fact. Two. It was the Gophers are two in the country, and uh, this team was which, which is not the same as the two losing to a 15 seed in basketball. I think it's a little better than that. Since we're in March, because 15 seed would be a four. It, yeah, it's this, basically like Syracuse losing to. This Indiana. is closer to a yeah. four losing to a 13. Okay. In All right. Basketball in in terms of disparity, but it's just. It's di- it's disappointing from the perspective of a Gopher fan because there's only there's a lot of years in which the Gophers make the NCAA tournament. It, it's a little bit like the Vikings. There's a lot of years in which the Vikings make the playoffs. Well, there used to be a lot of years in which the Vikings make the playoffs. But there's only so many years when you're thinking they have a legitimate shot at winning the national championship. Yeah. And so 
it's it, it turns disappointing in the sense that when some when a game like this happens, you realize now it's 365 days until there's another chance. Yeah. And it's going to be a different team, maybe a worse team. And so I, I realize that that's, that's a little bit first world problems to use the Twitter hashtag because there's a lot of teams that didn't make the tournament. And there's a lot of teams just for whom making the tournament is an accomplishment. Mankato is in the tournament this year, and they haven't been in the tournament for 10 years or something. Wow. And so I, I realize that complaining about having a chance to win the national championship and having it not happen is not something that's relatable. It's dukish. It is it is dukish, but I don't doesn't make any less sad it doesn't, for you. It doesn't make my fandom any less honest. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't it doesn't change the way that I personally interact with the team and frankly the way that I personally interact with the team is the only thing that interests me about over hockey. So, so on top of the loss ending their season, it's over, right? This yes. is it. Was there um, the also added pain of like an absolute came out of nowhere shock, or was this like supposed it, to be kind of a tough? It's game a one and, and done tournament. Things like this, so happen, you kind of know that it's hockey. A, yeah, it's okay. not. Yeah, it's not. All right. And it's not like uh, it. It might be harder if the Gophers had put up sixty-seven shots and run into an incredibly hot goaltender, mm-hmm. but it was a fairly even game. The Gophers even got outplayed for yeah. some of it. Okay. So. For it probably sucks. the first two periods. It just sucks in general when the rich kids win, you know? Correct. It's just, you know, sort of like uh, <clears throat> when you're, like, at a stoplight and one guy's got, like, a, a fucking 78 Gremlin mm-hmm. and the other guy's got, like, a 2013 Porsche. Mm-hmm. Just let the Gremlin beat you off the line. That's just, all he's got. Just, yeah, gremlin, just go. Just yeah. let him have it. And I realize... What kind of fucking asshole is like... <laughs> He blows them out. And I realize that from outside, you both win. that's what it looks like, is that Clarence and I are the guys with the Mustang, and everybody else has got the Yugo. No, I'm saying it's the opposite. He's saying it's the other way, but that's, yeah. Those fucking Yale kids, <laughs> fuck those guys. I'm trying to commiserate with you, bro. Well, Yale's terrible, but. But they're going to be fine no matter what happens in their life. It's true. They're going to ruin the economy in about five or ten years, just like their forefathers. They're going to ruin it and make out okay somehow. Yep. Hashtag politics. If this Sorry. is the price that we have to pay for never having to play North Dakota ever again, I'm willing to pay this price. It hurts. but uh, Let's talk about the Big Ten Hockey Conference a little. Just pointing out here, one of the things that people have been worrying about with Ten Hockey Conference for years and years was that with those schools and their budgets and the kind of advantages they would have, the Big Ten Conference would run roughshod over college hockey. No. That people that recruits would only want to play in the Big Ten. Just to point out here, Minnesota made the hockey made the NCAA tournament this year. Wisconsin had to win their conference tournament to get in. Michigan didn't make it. Michigan State didn't make it. They were both terrible. Penn State just started this year. They're awful. Ohio State is traditionally awful. I'm not really a fan of the Big Ten Hockey Conference just because we've traded the excitement of playing North Dakota and St. Cloud and Mankato and Bemidji and Duluth for four games against Penn State every year. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yep. It's a risk because all college has going for it is tradition. Exactly. There's nothing else. There's no other reason to watch it. The flip side of that coin is 
there, there's an argument to be made that some of these uh, conferences that, that upset teams like the Gophers, um, the reason that it happens is because teams from the WCHA beat the shit out of each other all year, starting in October and all the way up until now. Because from top, top to bottom, you know, eight of the teams are pretty high-end teams. They're pretty good teams. And you, so you're, week after week, you're normally playing a pretty good team. Right. If you're in the out some goofy you know league that Yale's in, you're not really you're playing like in some jerk off team. Yeah, you haven't beat the shit out of each other all year long. That's what happens with BC or with BU. They have a lot of success. That's one theory out there is they do well in the national tournament because they're not beating the shit out of each other year after year. After oh, really? Year. Isn't it usually the opposite? You have an easy schedule, so you're not tested, and then you suck that's when the, there's it. The is that more that's of a the basketball Gonzaga thing? theory. Okay, yeah, exactly. This, the but the flip theory I'm not is saying the Indiana because theory. it's not as fi- yeah. because it's not as physical. I'm not saying theory. I subscribe to this theory. I'm just saying this is a theory. It's out a thing there. that's that, out there. Yeah, the Big Ten may do better for the Gophers in Wisconsin in that they're playing lower lower teams, and when it comes to the playoff time, they're not going to be Wisconsin isn't going to be tired. Isn't they? You know, they're not going to be as tired. Now, my my theory is, fuck, tired. if you can't get up for a national tournament game, I'm then so tired. fucking go do something else. Oh. Yeah, so I'm 21 years old and I can't get up for a fucking <laughs> national tired. championship game, then maybe you should go do something else. Exhausted. You know, go study. I don't know. Well, I was pretty sad today. Do you guys, let's spend the next five minutes just exhaling slowly. It's... Do you remember the very first podcast? And I'll just provide a soundtrack. The the guy on the team that drives me effing crazy the most. Do you remember? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Was it Mike Riley? No, it wasn't. It was a defenseman, though. I'm gonna say it was the guy. I said if if he if there wasn't a net or the boards there, he would just keep skating backwards into eternity because he just never was that Justin Holm. No, he's playing forward. The now. guy that that made the well, bad was playing that, forward at the end of this game and over, uh, made the bad pass. I don't remember this. Ben Marshall. I hate calling out these college kids, but man, kid, they work so hard. They're they great do. student athletes. Thank you, John. Yep. You're turning them into men. It just makes me heat. I said some. You gotta call guys out once in a while. Uh, Yeah, you do. I I was thinking about this a little today. You feel a little bit worse for college teams rather than professional teams because the Wild losing the playoffs, pretty much every one of those guys is gonna have a next year. Yeah, yeah. There are guys. Seth Helgeson is the only senior on the Gopher hockey team. He may end up having a career, but I don't know if he will or not. I I don't know how well he ranks, but. When you start thinking about buds it, again, probably. When you start thinking about it, I just end up feeling terrible. Yeah, yeah. And the same goes for the high school tournament and stuff. That's Especially the whole when, lure of amateur yeah. athletics, right? Yeah. Sue, so, Stu, what is your uh, take on Seth Helgeson's pro potential? Yeah, is he going to be drafted? What do you think? What do you see him? <laughs> Who's Seth Helgeson? <laughs> he's, <laughs> still, he's still IMing. 
Sorry, I was watching the Timberwolves game. Sorry about that. Jay Owing. Jay Owing. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, I don't want to talk about NCAA hockey anymore. Maybe next I didn't want to talk to. about it to begin with. Yeah, and I ended up talking for 20 minutes about it because you, you got did. me started. You did. We'll cut so. all of it out. Let's move on to a different NCAA topic. Brandon has a rant about paying NCAA athletes. Yeah, you know, this comes up every year, and um, I'm sorry. I'm a few beers deep, so I'm sorry if this doesn't make any sense. And, yeah, that's really abrasive, so yeah. that counts for, like, seven. Clarence, hustle back, bro. I'm going to need you to weigh in on this. But grab me a beer while you're there. Um, we should just do play-by-play of Clarence's trip to the fridge. All right, he's looking want? in the left side. He's looking in the right side. Now he doesn't know what to do. What do you want? Whatever, like an IPA or a... Yeah, that's fine. So I think there are um, a few times every year, usually it's at the end of college football season, thank you, and it's the end of college basketball season where um, a lot of people come out and start calculating how much money the NCAA has made on this certain sport for the year and said, well, if we were paying these athletes, they would all make X amount, right? Every person on uh, Ohio State or uh, University of Florida or whatever these football you know football powerhouses probably deserve fifty thousand dollars, right? Because that's how much money sure. the university made for them or whatever. Um, and I saw a report on Deadspin this past week that said if we were giving money fairly to the athletes, uh, the university or Indiana University, um, all of them um, should have made one hundred fifty thousand dollars this season, right? Um, and I just wanted to voice my opinion that I think all of that is just a bunch of fucking bullshit. I agree. I don't think that we de- we necessarily need to pay them. I think if you don't, it's one of these arguments where if you don't think about it a whole lot, it seems super obvious, right? And if you think about it a ton, the other side seems super obvious. Mm-hmm. So, yes, people are making a shitload of money on these basketball players. Let's use Victor Oladipo as an example because it's probably the most... The simplest, right? Let's just I, I just want to jump in here and say that almost nobody is making a lot of money off these athletes. No, but okay, if you looked at just like how much possibly T V networks. The coaches. Um possibly T V networks. The point is if we're just looking at this from uh we're not thinking about it too much, fifteen thousand people come to watch these guys play basketball, right? And they're all paying. Um and uh there's a ton of money that comes into the university for these basketball games and a lot of that is based on victor oladipo is a ton of fun to watch so therefore he should be paid a lot of money right i i agree with that i believe that that makes total sense until you start thinking about it more and you realize um i think joe posnanski had the column that like you know every once in a while you read an article that completely flips your point of view on something it happens like for me, like once every 10 years, hardly, hardly, hardly ever happens, right? And 95% of the time, Joe Posnanski wrote it. Yeah, right. So I always thought like, hey, man, they're coming to watch Oladipo play. Give that motherfucker some money. He deserves it, right? And uh, Posnanski's column, I don't know if you remember it, it was a couple years ago. His point was, and it was one line, it's not about the players. College athletes are not about the players, right? If you took Oladipo as an example, 15,000 people are coming to watch him in Indiana, right? So he's so good that we decide we're going to take and put him in the D-League in the Sioux City Skyforce, whatever the fuck that team's name is, right? Dude, I think he nailed it. Sioux Falls Skyforce. Sioux Falls Skyforce. How many people are going to go watch the Sioux Falls Skyforce um, next game now that Oladipo's playing for him? You think 15,000 people are going to go watch him? No. No. Nobody fucking gives a shit, right? Because it's not about Oladipo. Yep. 
right? So the more you think about it, the less sense it makes because, okay, yes, the university team somehow made enough money where you'd think it'd be about whatever, mm -hmm. right? But I don't know, man. I just think it's uh, very short-sighted mm -hmm. and silly to think that that's all that... Are you with me? I, I am. So there's that part of it that I agree with. Okay. Then there's the other part that is, this is America, and this isn't China. Nobody is holding a gun to Oladipo's head. Exactly. I didn't read the Poznanski article. I don't, I don't, maybe he mentioned this, but uh, it's obviously worth it to him. What he's getting paid now, his scholarship, his books, his room and board is worth it to him, or he wouldn't do it. That's the whole thing behind his capitalism. exposure. Yeah. Um, it's it's for the opportunity for him to make money in the future. Uh, that's why all of us do everything. If, if it's worth it, we don't do it. That's the the backbone. Of sometimes America. it's for money. Sometimes it's for other reasons. Right. That's exactly right. And there's there's psychic income and there's things that maybe he's not getting paid an exact dollar amount, but that psychic income gets paid off in yeah. other ways. Um, My point of view is, okay, we are all not we are all obviously not us two, but. There are a lot of people shedding tears that Victor Oladipo hasn't been paid any money this year because so many people wanted to make him play, right? Yep. Of those people, those let's let's just say a million people. Mm -hmm. How many of those uh, million people are shedding tears over the unpaid intern at the Prudential program <laughs> this past summer? Yep. Zero, sure. right? Because they all chose to go to Prudential because they knew their exposure yep. was fucking worth it. That's exactly right. You know, that That's company at Prudential is making millions off these super smart interns, right? And no yep. one's going, oh, fuck. You got to pay the interns, man. Yeah. Nobody no, no, no. In the job description, we wrote... This is an unpaid internship. So you can put it on your resume so you can get the next job. That's, yeah. That's every, yeah, everybody gets that. So what's the difference? So I'm reading this article this, uh, this past week, or maybe not even an article. It may have just been a tweet. But somebody said, Anthony Bennett, um, so he's just a really, really good basketball player. Mm -hmm. Anthony Bennett was a top five candidate in this next year's draft yeah. before he went to college. Mm -hmm. He went to college, did okay. He's a top five candidate now. Mm -hmm. So what was the point of him going to college? My point of view is, why the fuck do you care? Yeah. He decided to go to college. <laughs> it must have been worth it. I don't Otherwise, know. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done it. He got a few credits for free, exactly. even if he only got 12 credits for free, yep. right? So he yep. did his fall semester to get whatever. Yep. Didn't show up anymore. And that happens all the time, right? All the time. I don't give a shit. No. It's not my Especially life. Especially with basketball. Especially with basketball, yeah. with whatever else. Yeah, they only need one year. It's way different than football, yep. other shit, right? Yep. Um, I just, it's just, there are very few subjects like this where it seems so obvious and then you think about it and you go oh wait i was completely wrong thinking about it well and i i try because i am biased in a way that i played a college sport and i didn't play a lot but i which is kind of the point is i didn't play a lot i put the work in right didn't get paid a fucking dime nope me neither not, yeah so you did too you played a college sport you played a lot more than i did but you didn't get paid a dime i paid every dime of my tuition too and my apartment my room and board my books and i paid every fucking dime and i played a college sport so but it was still worth it to me just the just to play yeah um i didn't see a dime of the people paying money to yeah, yeah exactly hey right. man i saw a bunch of extra people came in when i was pitching can i have that money <laughs> can you imagine so, that that that's kind of my so i kind of take maybe i'm biased maybe that's so i kind of try to take a step back and say maybe i'm biased and that's why i feel the way i do but i don't think that's part of it uh these guys it's worth it to them the price that they're getting paid now the tuition that they're getting that they get for free and mm -hmm. the room and board and, and everything else that they get must exposure. be worth it. Exposure is the key, right? Exposure. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. They'd go do something else. Postansky's point, I think it was about football, and he said, 
you know, Ohio State two years ago with Terrell Pryor or whatever else brought in X amount of million dollars. Let's take their entire roster, switch them with an AFL roster, and we'll see who makes more money. Everybody's <laughs> going to just all of a sudden want to see Terrell Pryor for the fucking Toronto... Uh, the Toronto Argonauts. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody gives a shit. That's right. Again, it is not about the players. I agree. And I see it and hear it every single month, year, whatever, and it just drives me fucking insane. Like, I almost think it's sort of this condescending attitude where it's... You know that these guys decided to play for that college, yeah, right? Nobody, again, nobody's holding a gun to their head. Yeah. It was totally up to them. Yeah. I'm not saying that... Okay. I think one of the cases is um, Ed O'Bannon, you know, has this um, lawsuit with the NCAA right now where he uh, his issue is they've used his likeness, mm-hmm. like, for action figures or whatever else for mm-hmm. years. Fine. That's a different... Somehow, a different, yeah. Yeah, yeah, somehow get... Something where if after you graduate and your likeness is being used specifically for profit, yes. Oh, Ed O'Bannon, if you're listening, and I know you are, bro, <laughs> yep, I'm beef. with you. Yep. Clarence and I are with you. Solidarity, bro. But the rest of it just is just drives me fucking up the wall. And these are very, very, very smart people that I'm listening to. I just think like I don't know, either either I'm missing something or they're not thinking as obsessively as I am about it. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's tangents to the argument too. You know the the transfer rules and stuff. Where yeah, maybe that is unfair to some of the to some of the students where the coaches can go wherever they want. Oh yeah, and, okay, yeah. yeah. And they, it's kind of a tangential. It's, you know, it's its own argument that's kind of plays in where the coaches get paid millions, the players get paid only tuition. Yeah, yet, it gets kind of lumped in there. Yeah, that makes sense. But no, just the players should get paid. Argument. I, I yeah, it's not about it. you guys. Yeah, the transfer thing is a little strange to me. It is. Why are they not allowed to just decide? I played for Miami last year, and I want to play for Duke next year. Who gives a shit? Why do I care? I don't. I don't know why you would. Yep. Other Isn't than, the only issue that their credits don't transfer? I think the money issue is that then Duke may pay for him if there was no consequence that Duke may pay. And there's no salary salary cap, whatever else. That's exactly right. So they would if if you didn't if there was no consequence to transfer to Duke, then why wouldn't Duke want to just pay Yeah. Right. Then everywhere everywhere becomes a feeder system, exactly. so to speak. Okay. Oh, you did well at Minnesota. Okay, transfer to Duke now. And then you lose the entire tradition. Yeah. Which okay, so getting back to the point of this entire diatribe was the tradition of college sports is the only thing it has going for them, right? Yes. Obviously, the quality of play, you're going to find better mm-hmm. in professional, whatever. So it's the same thing about this um, Big Ten network or the Big Ten, whatever, that's like pulling in teams every fucking month, seemingly, mm-hmm. just continues to like, oh, now we want Maryland, now we want Rutgers, now we want whatever. And the Big Ten hockey, it's all the same issue. Like, you know that you can't create tradition just for oh. your fucking... Just on a whim, right? I think that's nope. what's going to kill the. I think that's what's really going to damage that Big Ten. But you it's can get damage. on the air in Baltimore, and you can get on the air in New York, and you can get on the air in Atlanta. Giant markets. Yep. yep. If you are thinking yeah. for I the next three years, Windbreaker right. says you can create tradition. <laughs> Sorry. No, I Sorry. mean, I'm just saying, if you are looking in the next three years, yes, bring records in. If you're looking for the next fifty years, well, that's a pretty big risk. Yeah. It could happen. Anyway, that's my rant about uh, paying college athletes. I am always in favor in any one of these arguments. I'm in favor of the labor. I'm always the player over You're a labor the guy. whatever. Yeah. You're a you know that. Guy. You know yeah. me. Pinko. I keep it real. You guys know I keep it real. 
Baby, you know I keep it real. You know I, you know why you never, you know why you never gonna stop uh, keeping it real. Shit, um, <laughs> I don't have enough. In this case, I don't think that I'm on either side when I say don't pay the athletes. It's not really like I'm anti-athlete. I just think like you guys aren't thinking about this hard enough. I'm with you on this one. Get your head finally, out of your ass. Finally, I'm with you on one, Broxy. All right. oh, we did Exploding it. Exploding knucks to Broxy. We did it. I did not necessarily Stop expect that. Stop watching me masturbate in John's <laughs> driveway next to Bill time. James. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> so sick of being caught <laughs> all right let's move on because i want to hear clarence's comparison of the u.s national men's soccer team who drew 0-0 in mexico this week and hacksaw jim duggan what comparison, did these two have to do i thought with? it was a proposal to get that guy on the team hacksaw jim du- yep. i'd watch i'd actually Hi-oh! watch yeah. <laughs> uh fuck I'd, okay where did this come from uh did you think that the U.S. team played well. I watched like, oh, let's start here. I, I watched 20 minutes of that okay. game. Uh, and I watched like 20 minutes of that snow game against Costa Rica. Costa Rica, whatever. The historical perspective on the U.S. game in Mexico. Oh, the no. first half was probably the best half they've ever played in Mexico. That was the, oh, in Me- okay, in Mexico. In Mexico. Okay. Now, for those of you who are listening to this podcast who are not soccer fans, and that's most of you plus two of the people on it. The U.S. in World Cup qualifiers is Mexico. That was the second time they'd ever tied. They've never won. Other than that, they've tied twice now and lost 27 times or something like that. Okay. So a 0-0 draw was a good result for them. Okay. The first half, they actually had the ball for a while and took a couple of shots. That Mm. was probably the best they've ever played there. The second half was about the same as every other game they've played there. So sad. They had the ball for a while. Yeah. And then Jesus took a couple Christ. shots. It's generally, Mexico City is a disaster. It's 7,200 feet above sea level. In general. And just there's, in general, not even no, soccer, no, you're just right. Mexico City. But yeah. for soccer, it's way above sea level. There's, huh. For every pound of air, there's 27 pounds of smog. It's a disastrous place to play, and usually the U.S. gets killed, mm-hmm. which is what the second half looked like. So anyway, that's the historical perspective about how the U.S. played. All right. Well, there's a lot of arguments that people have against why they don't like soccer, especially Americans. That it's it's which boring. Are, most of which have been made by you guys. Most of which have been made, and you know, so like it, it's boring. That's kind of the the, the it's too slow. Which mm-hmm. you know, this aesthetic part, you could make that same thing about baseball, which I love, love baseball. So I I set that argument aside. Yes. What are some other big arguments people have that why they hate soccer? They um, don't like ties. Ties are kind of bullshit. I don't like that one either. I think but, it's uh, confusing sometimes to understand exactly what is important and what isn't important in soccer. It's a you don't have lack a of a system, base. maybe. Yeah, of understanding like is this World Cup? Is this part of the World Cup or is it not? Or is it a is it okay. a friendly? Well, air well, quotes. I can see that. There's a little bit of that. One of the main ones. By the way, if you want to know what's important, just ask me, and I will spend three and a half hours explaining <laughs> it till you stab me to death and run off. No, I know, I I know, John. I. I I deleted you from my contact list. I know. <laughs> One of the main ones that I see is uh, when the guys get tripped or yes or dive. It's it's almost they you know it's this theatrical production. It's comical. They, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. fucking embarrassing. And if you want to do yes, it, it over in Europe or uh, or in some what's MLS is that what you call it here? At Major America? League yeah. Soccer. Do it there. Fucking. I'm not watching anyway. I don't give a shit. Okay. And if. Uh, you know the Mexican fans are throwing batteries and pointing laser beams and shit at the players mm-hmm. and, and urine bags churros. of urine and shit. Uh, 
I hope when they play in United States that our fans aren't doing that because I want no. us to be holding a higher standard. That's good. So we're not doing that. We're well, not uh, doing over that. Over in no. Europe, I know during games they're they're chanting impossibly racist chants at players. Yes, that happens at soccer games. So we that don't do that here in America. No. That's that's great. We hold ourselves to a higher standard. When we're when you're wearing that American soccer uniform and you get tripped, I don't give a shit if in every soccer game in history that you you put on this theatrical production that you oh my god my fucking legs broken oh, and then you, you do three somersaults. Uh, Patrick Dempsey or whatever the fuck that guy's name hops <laughs> up and oh he's fine holy shit I thought he was fucking dead I thought he was dead no and then he just hops around and runs for another seventy fucking minutes he wasn't dead at all. If you're wearing, wasn't dead at if all. you're representing America with that American uniform, I don't give a shit if that's part of soccer. You don't do that. Otherwise, you lost me as a fan. I want if you're going to be representing me, I want you held to a higher fucking standard. If I did that during a hockey game, my dad would have opened. He would have you know, put out his cigarette and then he would have opened the fucking yeah, well on his bottom of his boot and then uh, he would have gone out in the ice and he would have drugged me the fuck right off the ice and never <laughs> let me play another yeah. game. I, that's so walk it off culture. We lost it. That's well, no, I think it's still there in, in other sports and every other sport except for soccer. It fucking remains. And the excuse that well, that's just part of soccer. I don't want to fucking hear it. If you say that's just part of whatever, that means you've lost the argument. That's, well, that's the way we've always done things. I don't want it. Yeah, well, people say the thing about to be entirely not voting. Things. Yeah, well, yeah, we can compare it to that. And worse things. And again, my point is, do it in MLS, do it in EPL. I don't give a fuck. But if you're going to do it as an American representing America, no, I don't want to fucking see it. Hop up, and you may not get the yellow card on the other guy. Then tough fucking shit. That we're going to hold ourselves well, as Americans to, to be an American. Fucking hacksaw Jim I Dugan. Know I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my rant right there, Martin. Now, yep. I want to hear what you have to say about this. What's the I, comeback? I agree with you. I don't I don't like the diving. I don't like the histrionics either. It's a little bit of a straw man, though, right? It's a little bit, but not entirely. There are... What's the straw man? There are places that Like, are, who is going, no, nah, I love it. I love that. No, well, nobody's, nobody's saying is, that. Nobody's saying that. My point is, don't do it. Like, oh, right. You're there, saying there's somebody that goes, eh, it's part of the game, bro. There are people, all right, there are people who will say yeah, it's part of the game. Yep. That's you got to do it, it to win. I have an, an old college roommate of mine, big soccer fan, also is Italian. He is, he usually is the one who's defending the Italian players who are doing that kind of stuff, and it drives me nuts. You're, he sounds like a fucking asshole. He does. No. Yeah. He's, Don Juan DeMarco. He's really a nice guy, fucking... except when it comes to soccer. I ain't buying it. But... I suppose the defense that I have is that there is much less of a diving culture and a embellishing culture in the United States than there is other places. That makes me happy. I want it, I want it zero. I want it to be a zero diving culture. I think well, I don't know if you're ever going to get to zero. I mean, you look at the NBA. There's a diving you, culture in the NBA. Don't you dare talk about the NBA right now. You look at a guy <laughs> it like... It exists in the NHL, too. Exactly. It drives me crazy. Yeah, so, well, yeah. They hold a stick and pretend it's yep. hooking. Yeah. Well, okay, so here's – let me ask you. Um, there's a diving culture in any sport in which there's a Pretend you got hit. Derek penalty. Jeter just did that last year. Yeah. Remember that? Um, now, that's – if you're going to – got to draw a spectrum here. Getting Pretending you got hit on the arm or whatever, that's one thing. It happened. I watched for 20 minutes, and I saw it probably eight times. By Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. Eight fucking times. To be fair, they're playing yeah, Patrick Dempsey. 
just refuses to act like <laughs> he did. I love being part of a podcast on which Clint Dempsey, the American captain, is called Patrick Dempsey. Oh, so here's what <laughs> I don't understand. Great. There's cameras everywhere, right? And soccer seems to uh, use time fairly loosely. Yeah. With the extra time, that it's just weird bullshit. I mean, I've yeah. gone to games when they're just like, ah, oh, the game's over. Fuck yeah. it. Game's so, over now. So reviewing it in the booth, is that right? Yeah. Reviewing it in the booth live while they're still playing. Can't, mm-hmm. like, the dudes have a headset, the referees, and I just wanted to point out, I don't have any idea what I'm talking about right now. Just mm-hmm. so you guys know. That's so, <laughs> that's the whole so um, I'm playing soccer against Clarence. Okay. So I'm in America, obviously. And Clarence he is, is Mexico. In this. He's on Wisconsin. So <laughs> Those America versus Wisconsin soccer games so are So I'm playing murder. Wisconsin, and I run up and do a, a, a side dive. And I side dive Clarence and take the ball away from him, and I'm going to break away. And it's, but he like falls over like something really, really bad happened to him. And I lay just, there and hold my ankle like it's broken. And that's fine. Just let play continue as something happens or whatever, right? And then... While I'm going down for my breakaway 360 spin move goal, like he's down there just just holding his leg. Somebody can be reviewing whether that happened or not, and like two minutes later, the referee can be like yellow card. He's tossed out for the next game. Oh, if he got if he was embellishing, then he gets a yellow card. Somebody's watching it like while the actual like game is still going on. But what are the consequences if you're embellishing? Because I'm if you embellish it, if you embellish it, you get the what is the card? Executed. Yeah. I don't get the execution card. <laughs> I, I think that's the blood card. I don't think All that they would do work. Is they go up to you with like the the um, the index finger across the throat. The gladiator. This guy dies. Yeah. This like guy dies. Thumb down. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't work in the same way that it wouldn't work in baseball to have the pitch, have the at bat keep going and then have somebody call down and say, "Well, that was actually a strike." That was the third strike. He's out. No, of course not, because this is soccer. It's a it's a more fluid game, right? But. I am in I favor to like I am in favor mix. of retroactive punishments for after the game's over having the, having the league come in and say that was you know we can all see on the video that that was a dive and a half okay. nobody touched you because, you died yeah I don't want it to like hurt the game I think that's one thing that we're used to with football but fucking sucks about football is that this amazing play happens and all we're doing is staring up at that left corner of the TV mm-hmm. screen going flag is there a flag is there that's, what's a you can't even be that excited, especially like kickoff returns, yeah. but shit like that. You put in those retroactive punishments, and I got to believe, I don't know if diving goes entirely out of the game, but it goes fairly quickly out of the game if, all right, you dived, you won a penalty, your team won, but you just got suspended for a five yeah. game. I want you never to play for America again, and I'm serious. If you pull that shit, you're done. You, you don't get to represent you America have, ever again. You have ever. no idea how much you sound like a lot of American soccer fans, which I find delightful. Well, you know, I think you're I think you're a future American soccer fan. <laughs> that's I think gonna, this is going to happen. I'm going to start. I'm done. That this fucking podcast is over. <laughs> that's the most. Yeah. Me, we're going to have Dana Wessel on, and we're going to convince you, and then we're all going to sit down and watch an American soccer game. Oh, By the, the end, the beauty of the. Be the yep. beauty of the retroactive, um, you were actually weren't that injured, is it could really have a defining moment between cheaters and pussies, right? Mm-hmm. Because what if you kind of were hurt and you got fined for not being hurt? You'd have to, like, all of a sudden realize, no, I'm just a flaming pussy. That this sucks. Yep. This, this sucks m- bad. I wasn't yep. even faking it, yep. and I just got fined $10,000. This rule may kill soccer in Mexico and Italy. No, I think that. Possibly no, Spain no, as well. I think no, that those countries, suffer. as much as they bitch about us, they look to us. To set an example, we are that shining beacon on a hill, right, Stu? That's Hi-oh! Your buddy, sure, Dick Reagan. Cheney, and uh, 
We got they, Dick Cheney here. As much as that's they bitch. Cl- when that's Clarence's real name. When the fucking shit hits the fan, they're looking at us, and I think that, You just uh, did a version of We Will Be Greeted as Liberators. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> no, if Roxy was in charge, yeah, we did fucking... I'm just going to leave it in the <laughs> political podcast. All right. I want to I wanna transition into one other soccer question I've got for you, a local soccer question. Well, the, you lost me. Yep. This. Let's just pretend you're staying in town. Sure. Brandon. Okay. The local soccer team, Minnesota United, opens their season next Saturday. What would it take for you guys to go out to a game? Oh, boy. Are you on the payroll? Is this an actual I am not on the focus payroll. group question? This is not a focus group question. Uh, um, I, I, would I mean, need, we're, we're going uh, all the way from I would be kind of interested to go to they would have free ticket all the way up to I would have to be told to be, make a, to be making a ransom payment there. I and would the only suppose I since it's um, spring right now, spring and summer, I would need it to be a day game, decent weather, family friendly, and not too expensive. Okay. I would think that... But you would go if all of those, just to see what it's like. If you started putting this into a... Instead of comparing it from going to a Twins game or a football club game... They're the football club, right? Tree Fort. Minnesota, Minnesota United Fort, FC. The Minnesota Tree Forts. Don't compare the Twins to the Tree Forts. Compare the Tree Forts to the zoo. That's... Yeah. Then you do it, right? Yep. And I don't like going to the zoo. No, nope. but I go. I got to do something with these That's fucking kids. The answer I was going to give is I go with my kids because they enjoy it. That would be the only way you would get me. Then. So tomorrow night I'm going to a Timberwolves game with my daughter. What? You love the fucking. Timberwolves. Oh my oh, god, Jesus, Clarence, Mary, and Joseph. Fucking hate. I'm so sorry because they're my kids. And if you want to talk about it or something, she like said that. she wanted to go. Sad. I'm fucking doing it. God damn it. You oh, are just a dad, so aren't you? Sad. Well, I guess she's got these giant eyes, and they're fucking. I know. Mm-hmm. Love what do you do? What the fuck are you supposed to do? She's your you kid. Go. She's my kid. You go yep. to the soccer and game. And she's interested in basketball. So if she said, you know, Dad, I, I want to go to this tree fort uh, thing. It's the in tree fucking Blaine, which is another deal. Is it still in Blaine, or is it somewhere else? The first five games of the year are at the Dome, oh. and the rest of them are yeah, But that's even worse than Blaine. The tree fort is still being built up. Because <laughs> Blaine's like, for me, is like Fort Francis. Yeah. You know, Pickle Lake. Fucking A. It's way the fuck up there. Yeah. Might as well be uh, Pickle Lake. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Pickle Lake. Uh, All three people that live there. We hope they're listening shit. to the podcast. So to get me there, you got to grab, you got to have my kids interested. That's your only shot. Because at least my myself, you're gone. And I think my generation, I don't know what generation I'm even in. I'm 37. I think is my age. Nice try. Uh, Clarence is uh, 49 years old. <laughs> He's the Otis Nixon of this podcast. My soul is about, yeah, curmudgeonly is about 90. We'll put you in Generation X. Yeah. So you think you've lost us as soccer? The majority, what generation of us are real soccer fans? The, the next generation, I think it's growing. Each generation, you're getting more No, percentage. they've said that for years. They you said that when so? I was 10 years old. I know it's they growing, did, but you I know, don't think it cup. is growing, but not at the rate they thought it was, but I do think it it's could, growing. Because it started with one person. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah. quadrupled. There's four people that care. I, w- I will like tell you this. People. I saw some survey from ESPN, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I can't tell you all the details. But when they asked about which sport are you an avid follower of, mm-hmm. which leagues are you an avid follower of, number one was the NFL. If you combine international soccer and MLS into the same one, that was number two. I don't 
believe that. For, oh, it's a sur- when people and hear they surveys, said, they turn their fucking brain off. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. that's fucking that's it. Then. I don't that's think that's. I mean, that, how am I supposed to believe anything ESPN says after what Wessel pulled this week? Survey With the fucking Air Force One <laughs> thing. I don't fucking believe a that word. That was after. a great that yeah, yeah, ESPN, awesome. The guy from San Jose but taking no interviews. And Dana what tweet. was the sport that made people most likely to watch people get jacked up? <laughs> I uh, I don't believe that for Worst a fucking segment. Of history. All right, just because well. some survey said it, I ain't I ain't buying it. But all right, so what we're saying is the I kids. don't trust authority. It's all about the kids. No, I don't. I mean, I think that's for me personally, right? So let's say if I was a a single just trying to get it wet, um, I would go there. <laughs> I've never seen anyone hitting on anyone else at a soccer game. Then you're not going. Yeah. So if I'm trying to get it wet, I'm just not going. No, right? no, there's zero chance. There's a possibility that there again. are day games some sunshine and some beer events where I would otherwise be at a Saints game. I'm just going to say it, the St. Paul Saints. Yeah, uh, that I idea. might I might go there. Hey man, 10 $5, $10, whatever. You know, there are um my cousin played for a uh Wood Bat Northwoods League. Mm-hmm. They had like a $20 all you can drink. There you go. Where, what town was this? He he played for Madison. Do they still have this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we're going. Yep. I <laughs> mean, yep. Wait, yeah, we gotta I mean, go all the way to Madison. Madison. He's old so now, but it's if if you Saint don't care, if you don't care if you never leave the parking lot, kind of deal. That's one the, of those deals. You got to make a culture out of it, right? Got it. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of what the NASL did with Minnesota in the seventies. The Strikers, when, I don't uh, kicks the Minnesota oh, the kicks. kicks. The Strikers when, are the indoor team, right? That's correct. Fucking right. When 44,000 people would show up in Met Stadium, maybe seven of which had actually paid for their tickets. <laughs> And maybe twenty thousand of which actually made it into the I stadium. Went to a few of those games. Did you see? Oh, yeah, You're yeah. a soccer fan from way back. Yeah. You have to. I just, know you are. I can no. tell it. I can see it. Just in terms of strategy, you have to decide: Are you about credibility or fun? Right. Those are your two options. You need to choose one of them. The Saints are about fun. No one thinks that there's actual good baseball being played there, right? No. Um. <clears throat> so. What are you gonna do? I don't. There's minor league teams that are credible, aren't there? That are still fun. Okay, but the Saints it. have decided they're going all in on fun. Got it. Okay. From a from a um, from an attendance point of view, Got from it. a marketing point of view. Yep. I I have a biased perspective, obviously, because I'm covering you Minnesota know the United to the tree fort. Yes. I do know the password to the tree fort. <laughs> that, that is one thing. Every time I post something on Twitter about soccer, I got to deal with Clarence. <laughs> Just absolutely well, slapping just, me around for everything I post. Fuck it, you're well, just going to have to. Last week it was. Do it like Rand does. Just to fucking ignore it. Just don't even worry about <laughs> last it. Last week it it's was. going to happen. The, the team got a couple of days off because they'd been training entirely on artificial turf, and everybody was a little beat up. That bothered Clint. Wait. Did they get boo-boos? <laughs> that's not the point. Oh. That is not the point. It's the exact point How that you made. How many Twins players if that's not played the point, at the Metrodome and you? had to have a day off every six days because it was on the turf and the turf was killing their Zero. Zero. That I not one. Tori Hunter talked Fuck about this all the time. No. It never <sighs> once happened. He, kept, he just played. No. I could not be more frustrated right Never now. once happened. He just fucking played through <laughs> it. I don't know why you make things up. Fucking just invent things. It's sad, John. It's it's a cry for help. I, I no, you it. said it was because the it was cold and it was artificial turf. No, for two they, weeks they were paying a hundred and sixty. They were on the crappy artificial team field because they were inside because they had to be inside because it was there was snow for how on long? the outside field for how long for three weeks four <laughs> weeks four weeks compared to a hundred and sixty. No fun getting out baseball season. Two no fun getting outies. Holy I quit. Shit. They didn't have any budget for Band-Aids. Two weeks. This made perfect sense to me and perfect sense to anyone who's not you two. Well, because you guys, 
you 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 love that when people dive and they're hurt, but they're not. No, hurt. You nobody tug, loves that. You're, you're tugging it to that. You got Bill <laughs> James over here tugging it to that, and me with soccer. And you tugging it to. People I got many other things that don't have to practice because they were on rugby turf. and cricket and all those other sports. Yeah, and nobody to realize, about. guys. I think we masturbate too much. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about it, that's for sure. Maybe not too much, just do the point. wrong things. Do some very <laughs> weird things. I don't know if we're doing it right. <laughs> wrong fetishes. My band's name. Anyway, last thing I want to talk about. Brandon was in Vegas last week. Yeah. I want to hear about that experience. Um, so I've gone to Vegas for four years or so, maybe. Um, always the first weekend of March Madness. And I do that because I need a guy's weekend to look forward to throughout the year. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit if it was just, let's all go stare in a corner mm -hmm. at a motel in fucking Shoreview. Yep. That's our thing. Yep. I would still It'd love that. Like, still oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Shoreview. Oh, my God. Motel 6. <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, fucking stare Lexington Avenue. Yep. That's WW, basically. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> WW9. <right? laughs> yep. I am saying um, I uh, absolutely hate Vegas more than anything. I love a guy's trip, so I loved it and looked forward to it. I like gambling. I like drinking. Somehow the combination of Vegas just doesn't work for me. Um, I don't know if I did something wrong. That's somewhere. the problem here's with the, Vegas the deal. is you that either... if you don't like it, everybody, you feel like there's something wrong with you. Well, here's the thing. You're either going to go there and go cheap and stay at a cheap hotel. Mm -hmm. um, so that's option one, right? That means that you're going to be around probably the biggest losers on the planet. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to like judge like losers. That's They're, fine. You invited me on this podcast. So I'm, I'm saying... I'm, I um, <laughs> if, uh, if you can judge losers anywhere, this podcast is the place to do it. By losers, I mean angry, unhappy people, right? That's that, like, have their kids again, in the this casino at is... 7 a.m. and they're, like, already drunk somehow and you're, yeah. like, trying to hang out with them, right? Or you're going to the sports book and guys are fucking yelling at each other. Sure. This is the scourge of society and I'm trying to hang out with them and pretending I'm having fun, right? Mm -hmm. That's option A, right? Or option one. Um, option two is I'm going to go to the expensive place to get away from the scourge of society. And um, I'm going to go to like a, a day beach party. I'm going to pay bottle service starting at 10 a.m., whatever. Get the Option cabana. two is uh, about $7,000 in two days, right? Yeah. So you e are either fucked out of your happiness or you're fucked out of your hard-earned savings. Mm -hmm. And there is no, I'm convinced of it, there is no happy medium. Prove me wrong, motherfuckers. Stu, are you a Vegas guy? I am a Vegas guy. I've been there on that weekend, actually. It's, All right. It's wonderful. Let's have a rebuttal. Christmas. Rebuttal. Oh, uh, there really isn't a rebuttal. I mean, I, I, you can get the Vegas exhaustion pretty easy, especially if you have a bad run in the book or on the tables or something like that. But I just... Brandon's just completely wrong about everything, and that's just one of the things that he's wrong about. <laughs> what is he wrong um, about? What specifically? Because I'm um, willing to be convinced yeah. either way here, because I've only been to Vegas one time. Um, specifically, he's wrong about not enjoying it, and <laughs> that he's That's very specific. Thank you for your information. Yeah. Stu, you, you gam when you go there, you gamble a lot. I mean, do you play the... I, I, actually, I have, I have strictly sports book. I'm terrible at table games, because I have no attention span whatsoever. Sure. And if I sit there and play blackjack or poker, everyone else on the table yells at me for, you know, 
you know, hit it on 18 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, for bringing because Uno cards to the table and trying to play yeah, those. Yeah. I can't tell you how many exactly. times I've been yelled at for hitting on 18s. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, there we go. But yeah, I, I, I just enjoy I don't go, you know, it's not like uh, two or three times a year thing. It's like mm-hmm. once every three or four years thing. So I've just, I've just grown to enjoy it. Stu, I like to be happy and Brandon's rock. What do you do at night? At Vegas? Yeah, no, <laughs> in no, Vegas. In, that no, is... In Vegas? No, I'm not. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, there's bars there, and I go to the bar and hold on. I'm taking notes. Some... I'm taking notes. You walk in. You walk in the front door of a bar. Um, well, there's all. They're in the casino, so you go to the bar in the casino, mm-hmm. and I order a drink, and then I walk around because the people watching is just tremendous. It is the State so, Fair of America. It it's is America oh, State it's, Fair. It's not it's as funny though, man. For some reason, Royce. it's not as it's funny. Kind of funny. I don't the guy know. who's at the blackjack table standing up while pushing his child in the stroller, and some old guy is blowing smoke directly into her face. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Know. I have a kid now. It sucks now to see these. Like, I don't have any kids. And it's kind of funny. So I've been to Vegas a bunch of times. The I'm more on Team Broxy on this one, which is scaring the fuck out of me because now God, it's twice. Something tonight. happened. The problem, though, is that uh, I, I'm I'm in that degenerate class. Yep. That you're that you're complaining about. I know this was a veiled. Um, yeah. But, but I don't know if you're a Vegas de- degenerate. No, you're I'm, not getting a poolside cabana and bottle service. On and Minnesota scales, I'm I'm pretty down. I'm a pretty big degenerate. But in gener- in Vegas, yeah, I'm an average. Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah you're I'm right. At, yeah. Uh, the problem is I'm cheap. I'm yeah. still rubbing the same You're two pennies together that I had in '86. You know, sure. So yeah, that you I'm, won from having Mark Duper exactly, on your fantasy team. Yes. So the gambling Call just back. doesn't do a lot for it. Just doesn't. I'm not a big gambler. Uh, I'm not as big a degenerate as I am. I'm not, I'm not going to go get a prostitute. Just not, that's not something I would do. Uh, can you actually do that in Vegas? Shy. Well, I think you can. You can do that here. That, it couldn't yeah, yeah. be any easier than doing it in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done it, but there are like that a seems like one of those things that everybody part. talks about and nobody actually does. Never, yeah. I might be incredibly naive. Yeah. We like to. I mean, I'm too virtuistic, virtu- whatever. Mm-hmm. But virtuistic. most of us are just too big of pussies to do it. If we, I wouldn't do it. Right? Yeah, I just don't. Well, not, I wouldn't do it anyway. It's but. like the Costanza. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> So the fun that you can have in Vegas that I can have, so people can have their fun in Vegas that they can't have here, but all the fun that I can have in, in Vegas, I can have in Rosemont. Yeah. I, I, a fucking sports Why book? are you down yeah. there? I'll yeah. call uh, Tom. Tom, the sports book guy in Rosemont. Fucking call him up. I can watch all the games at Celts and do everything I could have done there and get piss hammered and yeah. go sleep next door. That I can do that here. Do you have a sports book guy named Tom? I do, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Way to hide it. Not a big. We couldn't even invent yeah. a fake name for it. I don't get. I don't. Tom use is him. so my, general. It makes my sense. buddies have used him. Uh, I really don't. I would say it here, I'm, but uh, that's it. So that's why I'm on your team. But I get where you're coming from, Stu. I don't want to make you mad. No, I'm hardly mad at all. I, I understand where Brandon's coming from. He's just um, yeah. So. I don't want to go back there ever again. Here's what the you, thing: if I was told I could never go back to Chicago, I'd be bummed. Mm-hmm. New York, I'd fucking kill somebody. Vegas, I'd be fine. I do not give a shit. I will be totally fine if that whole place... I mean, I have a friend that lives there. Get him out on vacation. If the whole rest of the place just blows up. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just gone. <laughs> an asteroid hit it. That's fine with I me. I understand that. And John's I think an asteroid did hit it. 
from the from some of the architecture there. I think an asteroid is the only way you can explain some of that. Now. The second asteroid. The second coming asteroid. You want that uh, Cage gotcha. movie to happen where he just destroys the strip with that airplane and nobody dies where the airplane lands on the strip. Man, is there any... There can't be any actor in the history of acting who has had as many highs and lows as old Nick Cage, right? I'm a, I'm a Cage yep. guy. Yeah. You think you're right. Everyone is. Yep. Every line in every movie is either whispered or screamed. Because <laughs> leaving Las Vegas was amazing. Elizabeth Shugat topless. Sure did. Yeah. And covered in tequila, mm-hmm. I That's, believe. Yeah. Raising um, Arizona. Raising Arizona was knocked back a couple of c- cold ones. Amazing. Uh, adaptation could be a top 10 movie Very ever. Good. Very good. Gone movie. in 60 seconds. So fucking good. Um, <laughs> probably the best movie ever. What's the other great movie? The Gone Family Man. Seconds. That fucking Family Actually, Man. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. pretty yeah. fucking good. She's, she doesn't get topless, but it's still good. She's close yeah. though. Yeah, she's topless in my mind. <laughs> I don't know that she's gotten topless in a movie. I'll have to look at that. To up. the internet. <laughs> yep. And then there's seven thousand of the worst movies you've ever seen. Good for him. Except for Gone in sixty seconds, unaccountably, I've seen like fifteen times. In my Angelina life. Jolie does not get topless in that movie. We can just keep going through them all. I'll name if let's got start. Topless. Let's start alphabetically with movies and just <laughs> let's talk just about go down them. Nick Cage's entire. I don't career. want this to end. <laughs> Pull up IMDb. I had to leave Dallas in the baby mo- in the morning, baby. I don't want to end. I just keep on talking. I just I keep on talking now. about titty That's flicks. Great. I can't afford the ones I got. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Clarence already had like fifteen kids. What are you doing? Thank to you. Him? Nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Stack them up like cordwood. No, thanks, Brandon. Uh, we, have we run out of things to say? I don't know. I'm still going back to Clarence's sportsbooky friend because the one time I did go to Vegas, I'm not allowed to bet on any sports mm-hmm. thanks to NCAA rules. Of course. But I can bet on NASCAR, and I did, and I won 45 bucks betting on a NASCAR race. No shit. I so I bucks. might be some kind of savant. You might know that's I'm not the way it works. That, well, the way that works is the first time you bet anything, you win a shit ton. That's just the way life works so and that you, you give keep doing three it. times bit away. Yep. I'm pretty sure I know a lot about NASCAR betting. <laughs> Here's how you know if you're so a sucker in Vegas. You're in Vegas. <laughs> the, I, Stu is the only one who ever enjoyed Vegas. We need to get Rand as a big Vegas fan. I enjoyed Vegas. I actually went there on my honeymoon, actually, uh, for like a day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that part of it. Every other, place. I think it's good to get out of your system. I have, <laughs> yeah, you I have enjoyed your honeymoon. I, yeah, I've been to Vegas I probably six wife, times, and I've had fun probably four of the six times. I'm just saying it would be okay if I had never heard of it and don't have to go back. The fun again. that you had could have been had at a cabin in Brainerd. Yep. Yeah, I have a hard time hanging out with uh, unhappy people, angry people. Well, that somehow makes. But my yet life. you do this by the commander on a Friday night. <laughs> That's there's a lot of anger at the commander on Friday night. Nothing. I love the commander. That's uh, breezy, breezy point, point, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah! That's I have a giant spent some time at the commander. Fucking live band. Lots of time. They got every game, I'm bar saying, game imaginable, and the live band. There's no comparing Minnesotan unhappiness to Nevada unhappiness. That's a good point. These people are drunk <laughs> at seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Rosemount? <laughs> stand up Franks. That's closed stand down. Stand up Franks. Oh, yeah. uh, I miss stand up Franks. Oh, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Well, we're stalling. We are stalling for time. This yeah. is the last podcast that you're going to be local. Yep. The yep. last one ever. I feel like we should maybe sing a song. I mean, Stu, you want to sing? I don't know what you got. 
till it's gone. <laughs> Stu, you want to sing Macklemore while we're at it? Fuck. I'm going to pop some tags. They, they lost tonight, too, so I can't do it anymore. Who oh, lost tonight? Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Yeah, yeah they, were down lost? 14, they, were, yeah, they were down 14 with four minutes left. Michigan put it into overtime. And um, Trey Burke hit a 30-foot three-pointer to put it into overtime. That's when you orgasm. That's what is your... Yeah, that was when I screamed. And then um, in hung overtime, um, Kansas down two. Guy drives the lane, has an uncontested layup, and kicks it out to three oh, to go no. for the win. And that was missed. So I, that guy just got to feel absolutely awful right now. Was, was it Ben McLemore? He had no situational awareness or what, because he had an easy layup that would have tied the game. Well, Jay, it in the double OT. Their fans so, are very yeah. forgiving. Jayhawk basketball oh, yeah, fans. Are very, oh, yeah. I'm sure he won't They're hear about quiet. it. They're very quiet. Yeah. There's so much other things to Rock, do in Chuck, Kansas. We still love you. <laughs> so many other things to do yeah. in Chuck, support the team. <laughs> you know, Applebee's headquarters is located around Kansas, in Kansas, so yeah. they'll be they'll be totally fine. Sure, he'll never. They hear have about the it. freshest chicken tenders. Why has Applebee's gotten the reputation of being the only chain restaurant that's terrible? You never hear people complaining know. about My Chili's or TGI Fridays. I probably eat there more than anything. Applebee's has the darkest name. And it's easiest to say. True. TGI Fridays is just too many syllables. That's five. There's Applebee's not as many. Three. There's not nearly as many Fridays as there are Applebee's. Yeah, and the Chili's joke is that commercial. The, the ribs, baby the back ribs, ribs thing. Yeah. yeah, nobody's saying yeah. it. So Applebee's just has the the market cornered on like the simplest way to say it. Ruby Tuesdays, tough to say. There's an R in there, right? And the stones are awesome too. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, exactly. Um. Well. Um. So are there any last words that you want to say while you're in the studio here? Um, I, Other than speaking into the mic like this. I can't even do a southern accent. Baby, it's been an honor. It's been an honor. It's been my pleasure. It has been the absolute time of my life to be in this room with you sexy motherfuckers talking. All right, now I'm back on. Talking fucking. All right, that's enough. Talking Minnesota sports and tubby. And hockey. And flip and... Spies <laughs> and all that sexy shit. I'm gonna miss you all, but I'll be back and around. The end. <laughs> are we gonna record them while you're in town, or are we just gonna do them remotely? We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds like the end. Thesportive.com. We're putting up some spy dossiers on there now. We'll see. Clarence is gonna try to get. We're, we're going to try to get the spy files done and get them up on the website so that we all know about them because we need to be able to refer to these things for times like Shaka Smart, who turns out to be from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Sportive Podcasts, and I think that's it for us. Episode 7 in the books. Bye. Later, See you guys. Bye. See you, bye. Bye, Stu. Love you all. I love you more. Let's suffocate it Pointed the epiphanies and call them all drug related The time I spent with my life on bent Trying to find the friends inside my head Must have disengaged every phase and stage But my upcoming, upcoming, I'm coming of age My unofficial auto bio Will be accompanied with tips on how to smile Cause I found that when they don't see you frown They never know that you're a threat And they don't sweat you when you come around So who's gonna be my next door savior Step up to your neighbor and do me a favor Take off the mask, let it all collapse Empty the pack and watch your wings grow back. They want to stay up. They just want to get high one more day. All night trying to get high when they're
when I get some money, I'ma buy me some time. I can't fight your war until I'm finished with mine. They want us to fight, but we just wanna get high. We're both dead all night, trying to get fly. When I get some money, I'ma buy me some time. I can't fight your war until I'm finished with mine. Society becomes jealousy, intimacy becomes intensity. Say it with a smile like it's meant to be And all of a sudden, boom, American family And I can tell when you're mad at your past Because you tend to take them turns just a little too fast I can tell how you push your foot on the gas That you already knew that you was gonna finish last Slow it down and take a little time To look up at them clouds with the fake silver lining Up in a tree knowing damn well you'll never reach the top But you don't stop, you keep climbing Well okay, it's settled No more nights in this weed and thorn infested metal Uh-uh, from this day forth, only forward I'll pedal Get the memo, I'm cutting the strings to pedal Shuffle the cards and let's argue Rooted in between the computer games and cartoons Stop and watch us all get lost Between God and a shot of scotch Let's get fly all night trying to get fly When I get some money, I'ma buy me some time I can't fight your war until I'm finished with mine They want us to fight, but we just wanna get high We're both dead All night trying to get fly When I get some money, I'ma buy me some time I can't fight your war until I'm finished with mine Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 